Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. When I gather sources for the show, when I when I, I'm putting together, okay, here's what we're doing, here's what we're we're, we're talking about, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I, I I have places that I go, and I, and I'm staring at one of them right now, and um. You take a look at like where like a couple of those top stories are, a couple of those top clips, audio clips, and one of them is Representative Adam Schiff, who lied through his teeth about Russia, lied about having information. The trusting of Adam Schiff only comes from the most suspect of people. Talking about how the Republican Party is an autocratic cult. Around Donald Trump. I'm like, what does one do with this type of information? It is not interested in governing. It's not interested in even maintaining the the solvency and the creditworthiness of the country. Uh, And we have to recognize that they're not interested in governing. And so we're going to govern. We're going to have to do it. And if we have to do it with our own votes, we will do that. But we need to show that democracy delivers, that it can help people put food on the table, that it can address these huge disparities in income. Mm -hmm. There's so much uh, reason why our democracy is at this fragile point right now. And we need to foremost uh, deliver uh, on the economy, but also on on voting rights and stop these efforts to disenfranchise people. You just you can't lie to America and think that you're doing them a favor, can you? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is so good to be with you. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't stopped. You're, you're the ones who are going to govern? Okay. If, 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 if you say so. Republicans are the ones threatening the, the, uh, the republic? If you say so. The problem is the only people that you are uh, engaging there are the people who are already radically left. You you are engaging no one. Gas prices are up. The southern border is a disaster and dangerous. You left Americans behind to die in Afghanistan. China is advancing on Taiwan. The unemployment rate may be down, but the labor force participation rate is also down, keeping people from going back to work, keeping businesses from growing while inflation is going up. Did I mention those gas prices going up? That's just off the top of my head. Oh, by the way, nobody trusts you. And do you have any idea what they think of Kamala Harris? My gosh. You decide that America needs a stimulus package via infrastructure. You push forth $3.5 trillion. You push forth $1.2 trillion, two different bills. You then lie about how you'll vote for them. And when it comes time to deliver... You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're going to need congressional approval. And you don't have the votes. And Adam Schiff is going to go on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan and say that the problem is, is, is Republicans? Man, this cult of Trump is really and truly something else. Now, at the same time, one of my sources, they've got posted a clip 
from the progressive leader, leader of the progressive caucus, Pramila Jayapal. She's on MSNBC. And it's, it's a conversation about what? January 6th. It is so difficult to listen to that because, of course, I was there on January 6th, Alex. I was in the gallery. I was trapped in the gallery as insurrectionists were pounding on the door, trying to find us to kill us, trying to find Mike Pence to kill him and Nancy Pelosi. Um, It's stunning to me that people think that this didn't happen, that it was a setup, that it was a deep fake conspiracy, uh, you know, uh, theory. Thing. I, I don't even know how to describe the disconnect between the facts and um, and sort of how people are thinking about it. And I blame Donald Trump, of course, but I also blame the Republicans right now in Congress who know much better, who were running for their lives, protected by Capitol Police on January 6th, and yet now refuse to actually say that it happened or to say to Donald Trump, you cannot be the leader of our party anymore. This is a moment of crisis for our country and our democracy. It is also a moment of real reckoning for the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to be? Just Donald Trump's party or the party of the big lie or uh, actually standing up, perhaps for different policy ideals, but ultimately standing up for democracy. And I think you think you stand up for democracy, Representative Jayapal? It's clear that you're down with Bernie Sanders. You're down with commies. You're down with the squad that supports anti-Semites. You're the one that favors democracy. Nobody was coming to kill you. Nobody had a weapon. There's not a single weapons charge. The only person who shot and killed somebody was a cop who I thought you wanted to defund. What are you talking about? If you want to argue that January 6th should never have happened, I'll agree with you. If you want to argue they should have been stopped by the Capitol Police, I will agree with you. So how do you explain the videos where they are invited in? It's right there. You can't deny it. They're invited in. It's weird as hell, man. I'm saying it's weird as hell. Oh, and calling it the big lie? Look, um, you might be hanging around those anti-Semite bigots like Tlaib and Omar just a little too much. Um, big lie is, is Holocaust reference. Don't appreciate using it in this, uh, in this situation. I've got problems out of Fulton County that even Senator Whitehouse wants to address and can't. I have problems in Pennsylvania because that state never should have been certified. The judicial usurped the legislative. That's what happened. You can get me to believe that Biden beat Trump. You can do that. Notice I'm not saying Biden isn't president. I don't call him an illegitimate president. I don't put an asterisk next to his name. But you won't recognize the issues that took place. If you think that the judiciary branch can usurp the legislative when it is the legislatures of the states that determine election laws for president of the United States, well, then you're not a serious member of Congress. Why don't you just quit already? Because you don't actually give a damn about the truth, justice, and the American way. Oh, I know. I went Superman. What are you going to do? You don't care about the rules or the laws. You care about winning. That's all you give a damn about. That's it. 
And if you cared about America, we'd have an infrastructure package. But you scuttled the $1.2 trillion because you didn't get the $3.5 trillion because you're the same level of commie as Bernie Sanders. You don't give a good holy damn about America. And if you want to talk about lies, you tell a whopper when you say you do. Oh, let's. who's in a fighting mood? But both those stories, even more so than... Um, then the uh, idea that they're, you know, nonsense. They're both talking about Trump. And I got to tell you, I'm at a, I, I have been, I should say, at, at a complete and total loss about this nonstop Trump talk. It's, it's all they do every single day. They can't stop talking about Trump. It is clinically insane and you ask yourself why in the world can't they get over this dude why in the world can't they get past this dude for what he's not in office why are you still discussing it we're discussing joe biden's failures you want to talk about donald trump why and the answer is because trump had a rally in iowa and twenty thousand people showed up and if Joe Biden had a rally in Iowa where he was giving away $1,000 in Bitcoin to everyone who showed up, he might not get 1,000 people to show up. And that's why. I, would, I, I want to put forth an argument. And, and, and it's not that I want to start a fight. It's that I'm totally willing to. Let me, let, me, let me put this forth and see if this makes any sense. You guys know that I, I have disagreements here and there with Donald Trump on policy. You guys know I consider tariffs to be taxes. I appreciate them as a, uh, as a tool. But in the end, tariffs are taxes. So no, I wasn't a big fan of their implementation all over the place. So there's a great example. You'll note that I was somebody who thought that Donald Trump did a terrible job in the Helsinki press conference with Vladimir Putin. I did not think it was the thing that mattered most. The thing that mattered most was the United States selling Javelin missiles to Ukraine. A bad press conference is a bad press conference. The action of supporting those who have to deal with Russian aggression, that's what matters most. That's what matters most. So there's a couple of examples. On a personal level, I wish Trump wouldn't engage in fights that I don't think he needs he, he needs to engage in. I wish he wouldn't do those things, but he does those things. He won't listen to me. He won't stop. Oh, if Ron DeSantis ran, I'd beat Ron DeSantis. He'd get out of the way. What are you doing? Stop it with that. I put forth to you that what Trump is is bigger than than Trump himself. That if you ask me if I want the man to run for re-election, I'll tell you I don't care. It means nothing to me. Because if I have to have the man and only the man matters, first, it's a level of idol worship I don't want to be a part of. And secondly, it means we can only depend on one and what we need to do is be able to depend on many who learn the lessons of Trump. How to fight is so incredibly important.
And it is the thing that clearly they are so unbelievably afraid of because his fighting style is effective. And they can't deny the fact that no matter what in the world went on in the election, and I am not saying that the election was stolen. I'm saying there are things I don't like. There is, there is, a, there is a difference there. And yes, I've said this before, I've said it again. Pennsylvania never should have certified their, their, uh, electoral, their electors. Never, ever should have happened. And that's why I wanted the Supreme Court to hear the Texas case. Because Texas voters, just like uh, Indiana voters, just like voters across the nation, were disenfranchised by what Pennsylvania did. My take. I'm willing to discuss that take. Judicial usurping the legislative. How do we not say that's unacceptable? Shame on the legislative for certifying that vote. I say that clearly to the people of Pennsylvania, to the people of the nation. But when Trump gets 20,000 people to show up in Iowa, you realize how unbelievably effective he is. Or really how unbelievable the, the concept of fighting is effective. And people want to be around it. They want it. They want fighters. They want conservatives. They want the principles. They want the values. But they want fighters to push back against critical race theory nonsense, to push back against the bigotry uh, of, of people like uh, Adam Schiff and his nonsense, to push back against the lies of Pramila Jayapal, talking about the big lie and people trying to kill her. No, I don't doubt that she was scared, but nobody was trying to kill her. There were no weapons. What were they going to kill her with? And if that's the case, why did the police let those people in? It's a rational conversation that she's not willing to have. But why are they still talking about Trump? Because Trump delivers. They are scared of it. Me, I don't need the man as much as I need, need the lessons to be learned across the board. We need it. We do. We need to learn those lessons. But the more they focus on Trump, the more the Republican Party should be saying, man, you people are obsessed. Dear Lord, you're going to be boiling the bunny at any second now. Hey, we're going to focus on a new infrastructure package that's actually going to build roads and bridges. Hey, we're actually going to focus on border policy that keeps people safe and allows people to become citizens. Because we should have legal uh, uh, immigration. Of course, we should have more people coming in. That's how we build a nation. It's kind of who we are. Hey, we're going to push forward legislation uh, uh, or conversations that show that we support Taiwan's existence and the aggression of commie China has to be stopped. There you go. You people are obsessed with Trump. Woo-wee. Boom, boom, boom. Keep pushing, keep fighting, keep pushing, keep fighting. Keep them off their, off their game. Keep them off balance. Learn the lessons. Otherwise, none of this matters. I'm Tony Katz. So I was mentioning how the border is a problem and Democrats want to pretend that Trump's more of a problem, which is, of course, madness. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. But the border's a problem. This happened on Bill Maher's show, Real Time with Bill Maher, and he's got uh, Robert Costa on there. He's with the Washington Post, and he wrote that book, Peril, with Bob Woodward. And then there's a guy who I, I, I don't know. He's a musician, but he also uh, does some uh, activism and some consulting with Democrats. And I, I just I want you to listen to Bill Maher break this down. 
Every few months, we read the same story about this crisis at the border here in America, uh, our southern border. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we all saw the picture of that trooper or whatever he was, border god whipping somebody. We know that's not what we should be doing. What should we be doing on the border? Not that. What should we be doing, though? Because, I mean, the stats in July, 200,000 people. This is the biggest number of people to show up at the border in 21 years. And three in 10 of them, for the first time, a number that high, were not from Mexico or Guatemala, Honduras, or El Salvador. They're from all over the world. The people getting whipped were Haitians. What do we do about the border? I feel like this is the Democrats' version of health care for the Republicans. The, the issue they don't really address, they don't seem to really have a plan for it, and always is their Achilles heel come election time. Never mind that he's wrong about people being whipped. That's not what happened. That's a very, very good assessment of the situation. Like, that's, that's solid. And the part that struck me from this this conversation is how many people ever ask themselves, well, where are these people coming from? They're coming from Mexico. They're coming from Central America. But where are they coming from? When you hear that they're coming from places that have nothing to do with Central and Southern America, all of a sudden, and that's a data point, mind you, all of a sudden the Republicans' discussion of Border security makes sense. There's a reason why it it works for the independents and the moderates. There's a reason it works for the suburban soccer mom. Now, the suburban soccer mom is the most interesting voter in this upcoming election in 2022 and, yes, 2024, because of the suburban soccer mom who said, oh, that Donald Trump, I can't live with that anymore. I assume that's what the suburban soccer mom sounds like. I'm not sure. And they voted for Joe Biden. And now they got this. And they've got the family business that can't find people to work there. And they've got people discussing forced vaccination of your children. Never mind you have people trying to indoctrinate your children and think that you shouldn't have a right to speak out for your kids' education. And they're saying, whoa, 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 I voted not to have Trump. I didn't vote for this. The suburban soccer mom is the first person that has to look themselves in the mirror and say, what is it that I really want? Because these Democrats can't give me a kind, sweet world. Maybe I'm going to have to deal with some jerks, but they'll leave my kids alone. I'll have to deal with some jerks, but they will leave my kids alone. People realizing the border is a bigger issue than they think. That's not good for Joe Biden. This is Tony Katz today. Colts Ravens Monday Night Football. We put money on this thing there, producer Ari. Uh, what's the line? That's a good question. I have no idea. What is the line on this game? The Ravens have to be favored. Yeah, uh, so I'm um, I'm 67 percent uh, uh, to to win. Here it is. So you explain this to me, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I am the worst at this. I'm st- I'm learning the best I can. I understand basic bets. Will someone win or lose? The line confuses me. 
So the spread, or or do you want the money line? No, the, give me the spread. Uh, uh, it's the Ravens minus seven. So they think the Ravens are going to win by a touchdown. So if right. you bet the Ravens minus seven, if the Ravens win by six, five, four, three, two, or one, you don't win money. You only win the money if they win by seven or more. Right. Or wait, or over seven. So they have to win by eight. Or nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Right. Of course. So in that, yeah, the Colts are one and three. Ravens are three and one. You're talking about Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Alexander, senator from Tennessee. I know. I was about that to be, be like. a terrible quarterback choice. Very bad. Um, the money line is is Ravens minus three fifty. So I don't know how that works. So uh, you have to bet three hundred and fifty dollars to win one hundred dollars. I don't understand why I would do that. If you're really sure the Ravens are going to win, then if you bet, you know, if you bet three hundred fifty dollars, you can win a hundred bucks. It's you're thinking, oh, it's a sure thing. I might as well do it. Oh, okay. All right. So you think your money's safe? The over under is forty six, and I would go with the under. Me too. I would go with the under there. Um, that said, I, I, I must say, um, if if I were to look at the line, right, or, or not the line, if I were to look at Carson Wentz and uh, Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz is 88 for 138. Lamar Jackson, 75 for 124. Now, he's got 150 more yards. Carson Wentz is 920 yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson has 1,077 yards. But Carson, five touchdowns, one interception. Jackson, four touchdowns, three interceptions. How many rushing yards does that require? Uh, Nine million to six. Eh, there's how, how many? How many rushing yards? Uh, he is, by the way, the leading rusher on the team. 42 carries, 279 yards, and two touchdowns. He has more yards uh, than uh, than Taylor for the uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. That's what he's got right there. Um, huh. I actually think it's a good matchup. I I, uh, I the the win last week for the Colts was was, was fine. Look, I, I I don't spend as much time on football as as before, but it's a Monday night game. It's good for the city. Uh, at least I hope it'll be. I just. I just hope they continue to stay away from the from the wokeness. Maybe it's me, and I'm maybe I'm not paying enough attention. While they're talking about it more, I'm seeing it less. I've noticed that when you look at players, a lot less of them are wearing that sign on the back of the helmet. You know, that's that is the way it should be. That is the absolutely the way it should be. We should do not, do not, do not play in the game, in that game. Just, I mean, speak your mind, but play football. That's all we're asking for. I don't see how they beat the Ravens in Baltimore. All right, I don't. So I guess I would go with the Ravens in this one. I'm, I'm fine with being wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Paul McCartney says John Lennon was responsible for breaking up the Beatles. And I think that's a crappy thing to say about a dead guy. What's he going to do? Defend himself? I didn't instigate the split. That was our Johnny. This in an uh, interview with uh, BBC Radio 4. I think, it's just a, I think it's just a bad thing to say. How about just like not... Um, 
not not bothering with it. Who needs to, hey, look, it happened, it's over, it's done, thank you very much, we're moving on. John was the greatest. That's what you say. That's all it takes. Don't be silly. I, I think it's really rude. I think it's really, really rude for Paul McCartney to do that. I'm also getting emails all over the place about flights. Things getting canceled, things getting delayed. Guys... As we've been discussing, this is Southwest and and, and, and American Airlines and the, the pilots and the flight attendants saying, yeah, we're not going to get forced into, we're not going to get forced into this idea that we have to get vaccinated. We're not going to play. The, air, the, the people who work for airlines way tougher than the people who work for the NBA, willing to stand up for themselves, willing to fight. And so they're uh, doing just that. So the union that represents Pilots for American saying that the company could face a staffing shortage ahead of the travel season if they implement this COVID-19 vaccine mandate. And of course, you know what happened with Southwest. We've been discussing it. They want to claim that it was weather. Ah, But our guy Leland, Leland Vittert of News Nation Now, with the source that it was a sick out, whether that's uh, FAA and, you know, in air traffic control or, or whether that's Southwest was mostly affecting Southwest Airlines. This, this is serious stuff because it is absolutely going to affect, absolutely going to affect how you travel. Well, you got fall break, you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas. You better have a backup. Better have a backup solution. And there are members of Congress who are all over punching Southwest in the face. This is Congressman Chip Roy. Tell Southwest Air to shove their we love employees nonsense. Shut them down. When they come begging for a bailout, not one House Republican or Senate Republican should support them. This is in response to Jason Whitlock, sports writer, saying Southwest Airline employees with bigger you-know-whats than professional athletes. That's absolutely true. Chip Roy continued, let's make Southwest Air and others trampling the rights of their employees to health care privacy to pay back their previous bailouts. Oh, Damn. And then seeing a photo of a packed terminal, Chip Roy tweets out, this makes me happier than I can possibly articulate. Eat it, Southwest Air. All right. Maybe we're a little extreme on eat it, Southwest Air. But oh yeah, people are not happy. Ted Cruz is blaming Joe Biden for what happens from South, for, with Southwest Airlines. Southwest, by the way, we should note, is based in Texas. Chip Roy, Ted Cruz, both from Texas. And this is only the start. This is only the start of, of, of where this is going. On Friday, the Southwest Airline Pilots Association challenged the company's mandate inside a Dallas federal court. 
The union saying that the policy, and I'm quoting here, unlawfully imposes new conditions of employment and the new policy threatens termination of any pilot not fully vaccinated by December 8th, 2021. You don't get people to do things by force. My wife and I, this happened on a Southwest flight. My wife and I were flying back from North Carolina. We had flown to North Carolina. Our oldest was still a baby. And uh, it was for, for a wedding. First time flying with the, with the kid. We were flying back. We're in North Carolina. We're in North Carolina. We get to the gate. And the gate attendant, not, not the gate, I'm sorry, the ticket counter. We're at the ticket counter. I worked here to check in, and here's our, here's our, our licenses. And, and, oh, look at the kid. Isn't the kid so adorable? And uh, the, 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 the person checking us in said, do you have documentation on, on the baby? Meaning like a, like a birth certificate or something. We're like, what? Do you have documentation on the baby? No one ever asked that question before. We flew down with that. that. And the... This, this, this person checking us in, the ticket agent, starts giving us a hard time. I proceed to say, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, you're absolutely correct. You know, absolutely. So what do we do here? Because we were able to fly here with that. So how do we uh, make this happen? How do we get... My wife is infuriated, and rightfully so. I'm not arguing that's not rightfully so. When it all got done and we were able to go about our way, she asked me, how are you not angry? I said, angry? I'm disgusted. That woman can go to hell for all I care. But I had to get us on a plane. So I accepted the nonsense from this person because what they were asking for was a piece of paper that was impossible for me to provide, impossible for me to go get, and there wa- it wasn't required of me previously. Eventually, she was just going to show us how in charge she was. That was her whole purpose. And we were going to get on the plane. All I had to do was sit through it. I don't enjoy the idea that I had to sit through it. This is different. Because if you just wanted to lecture to me and all I had to do was sit through it, I could decide to sit through it or not, but it's just sitting through a lecture. America loves to lecture to us. We could all sit through a lecture every now and again. Deal with, your, with the, 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 the crazy of the crazy. But you don't want a lecture. You want a force. And uh, No. We're flying to Florida for, uh, for, for Christmas. Going to spend a couple weeks, visit, visit the family. In-laws live there. Parents now live there. We're, we're going. We're on our way. It's going to be amazing. Ho- hopefully, it's gonna be ma- it could be miserable. I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea, guys. It's 50-50, and I'm bringing bourbon. Um, what happens when they say your children need to be vaccinated to get on a plane? I'll tell you what happens. I'm driving. There is no part of me that wants to drive to Southern Florida, ladies and gentlemen. No part at all. I would like to describe all the things I would rather do than drive to Florida. And seven things on that list of ten include rolling around in poison ivy. Now, now, producer Ari, he was just in, in Wisconsin. He, in his home state, his mecca, he got some custard from cops. He he did all the th- did you do all the things? I went to cops three times in like eighteen hours. I my case rested. Did you bring any back? No, I ate it all, dude. You suck so bad. Um 
How is the drive from Indianapolis to Wisconsin? Smooth sailing, no issue. All right, this was like four hours? Yeah. Okay. The drive from Indianapolis to where uh, uh, my, my wife's parents are is 16 hours. I am not looking forward to such a thing. But that's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. And what the pilots are saying and what the flight attendants are saying is we're not interested in this. Now, maybe we'll be interested next year. We're not interested today. You do not have 100% vaccination on mumps, measles, rubella, MMR. Or is it, is it measles, mumps, rubella? Either way. You don't have 100% vaccination. Don't be surprised you don't have 100% vaccination on COVID. It's been less than a year. You've done actually a pretty good job. Take a breath. But don't be surprised when parents are like, I'll wait for a couple years of data before uh, giving my my, uh, 14-year-old a uh, vaccine, before giving my 9-year-old a vaccine, before giving my 5-year-old this new vaccine. Let's just woe up right there. Let's just woe up right there. You think the parents are wrong? You think the parents are bad people? Oh, they can't go to school unless they're vaccinated. Fine, we'll homeschool. Let this be from Southwest Airlines, the first real loud shot across the bow. You people who are engaged in force are bad people. Pushback is real. Stop engaging in force. There's a very big John Galt thing going around. Talking about Atlas Shrugged. Fine. You want to be these people? We'll stop the engine of the world. You figure out how to make it happen. You figure out how to fly the planes. You figure out how to pass out the peanuts. That's the way it's going down. Let the pushback, the great pushback, continue. I'm Tony Katz. seeing their paychecks go up as well. In September, we saw one of the largest increases in average wages paid to workers on, of, of working Americans on record. Today's report comes one day after the Labor Department found in the third quarter of this year, the number of layoffs and job reductions was the lowest in this country since 1997. Overall, the unemployment report shows almost 200,000 jobs were created last month. Over 300,000 in the private sector and 26,000 in manufacturing, offset by some seasonal adjustments in education hiring. Joe Biden walking out there after the jobs report, 194,000 jobs, and lying to America and then immediately running away. He ran away after he did it. Oh, yeah, everything's great. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, everything's terrific. No problems, no issues. What could be better, my people? I mean, that's that's what he said. It was it was incredible, actually, that he tried to you know spin things in 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 this way. That he tried to really and truly convince people that this jobs report had value. Unemployment rate is down, but as we know, the labor force participation rate is down. 
So you have people who have given up looking for a job. They're getting the money elsewhere. Inflation is through the roof. So you can talk about people getting more in their paycheck. But it doesn't line up with seeing more in their bank account. Monthly totals bounce around, but if you take a look at the trend, it's solid. On average, 600,000 new jobs created every month since I took office. And in three months before I got there, that was one-tenth what was being created. It's That's not the case. People going back to work is not creating new jobs. The gaslighting from President Biden here is stunning. And then, of course, he gets done. He just runs right away. People who are working Midwest Main Street aren't buying that things are better. Yeah, the market does what the market does. But Midwest Main Street is having problems. And these labor shortages aren't going away anytime soon. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.